Hello everybody and welcome back to Eyes of the Mize. My name is John and this is another one of our Eyes on the Pro Tour episodes. This time, I want to give you some of the conversations I had with a few pro players while I was there at the Pro Tour site. I talked to a few of them and while I didn't talk to as many as I would have liked, I still got some good info from pros such as Martin Yuza, Corey Burkhart, Paul Chion, and a few others. Hope you guys enjoy. John here standing with Frank Lepore. Frank, we're at the end of round five. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Currently, I'm a 3 2. Uh, I went 2 1 in the draft and I'm 1 1 in constructed right now. Uh, what'd you draft? Drafted Black White Zombies. Um, it's an archetype I'm probably most familiar with, but uh, I have a problem where sometimes I draft an archetype so frequently that I get stuck in that archetype where I'm just like, oh, I'll just force this archetype because it's. Now, everything looks like a signal. Yeah. <laughs> um, ended up fine, though. Went 2-1, yeah. so can't um, What are you playing for standard? In standard, I'm playing uh, a mono-blue control deck, splashing white for Approach of the Second Sun. Ooh. So, have you, how many suns have approached so far? I just won with an Approach of the Second Sun. So. <laughs> and my opponent was like, and this is round five, keep in mind, two constructed rounds, so my opponent was yeah. like, this is the third time I've lost this card today. <laughs> and I was like, huh. There's only been two constructed rounds. <laughs> so yeah, he, both he and his opponent had uh of the second sign in their limited decks. Oh, so. wow. Well, that's one way to go about it. That's true. That'll win the game. So let's win the game on it. So, <laughs> so one more win, you make day two. Any uh, any decks you're afraid of playing in the standard rounds? I played, my first standard round was against the uh, New Perspectives combo deck, where yep. you just cycle infinitely. And then you also approach up yes. the second sign, which is, <laughs> this, this card's a real force to be reckoned with, apparently. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think a lot of the Japanese pros are on, might be on that deck, and uh, it's just very hard for me because they don't actually cast their spells; they yeah. just kind of cycle them. And my deck is geared heavier towards creatures with engulf, engulf the shore, and um, essence scatters in the main, whereas they don't really have any creatures. So fair enough. Thank you for your time, Frank. Yeah, no problem. John here with Simon Linneberry. Simon, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Australia. Australia. So, what was your path coming to Nashville for the Pro Tour? Uh, so basically, I qualified for the Pro Tour via RPTQ. Okay. So yeah, I've been playing competitive Magic for about a year now, and it was my second RPTQ. So. All right. Yeah. So we just ended round six here. Mm -hmm. How are you doing so far today? Uh, so far, I'm five and one. So guaranteed to come back for tomorrow, and looking good for standard, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So basically. So what what deck did you bring to, to the table? Uh, so I brought Black White Zombies today. Black White Zombies. Okay. Why? What made you choose that deck over some of the other choices? Uh, basically, we tested a few of the different matchups. Uh, Black White Zombies felt very good against Mardu. Uh, it felt like it could hold its own against Marvel, particularly if they resolved an Ulamog. It felt like you could sort of slog through that as long as a Coslex Return wasn't being flashed back with that as well. <laughs> of course. Uh, and also in the mirror, we decided to add white because some of the cards could sort of break that mirror open. So instead of playing mono black, like we've seen a few other people playing, you're mm. playing white for stuff like Binding Mummy and Wayward Servant, presumably. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then obviously you're five and one. How'd you do in uh, draft? Uh, so I went two and one in draft. Okay, so you're undefeated in standard. Undefeated in standard so far. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely great. Uh, what'd you draft real quick? Uh, so I drafted a blue white sort of value deck. I okay. ended up with a lot of bombs, so it ended up being a pretty solid deck. Nice. Uh, is it what you want to draft those for? Or what do you usually want to be in or angle towards? Uh, I wouldn't normally want to end up in that sort of blue white deck, but I just got past so many great late-game blue cards that I just had to make a deck to support it. If you got to pick any card in the set to open that's not named Glorybringer or Angel Sanction or Archfiend of Ifnir, because yep. <laughs> those seem to be the big three, what would you open? Uh, Insult to Injury is a massive bomb, or I, I guess Liliana, Death's Majesty, I'd put above that. All right, that awesome. just insane. 
Well, good luck for the rest of the day, and we'll see you tomorrow for day two. Yeah, great. John here standing with Tom Martell. Tom, I understand today didn't really go your way. No, it's one of those frustrating ones. I mean, it's magic. Uh, I just couldn't catch it. I thought my draft deck was pretty good. Uh, I even opened a mas an on-color uh, <laughs> masterpiece, yeah. is what they're called. I opened Wrath of God in my white deck, which was... That seems really good. Yeah, it was, <laughs> felt very lucky, and then uh, I won uh, I won one game. Okay. So that was not what we were hoping to do. Uh, and then got to Constructed. Uh, I was playing Martyr Vehicles. Uh, I liked our list a lot. I thought it was a really good list, especially for the mirror. Um, crushed my first round, which was pretty exciting. And then uh, just got uh, you know mana problems a couple rounds in a row and just just didn't come together. Do you still feel like uh, Marty Vehicles was the right deck for this tournament? I don't think there is really a right deck. I mean, I think this field is pretty open. Uh, I mean, there's like three or four decks that are playable. I think they're all coin flips with each other. And the weird thing about this format is there's, there's so much variance in it. Um, like we would play, there's some matches we played 50 games and we still had no idea which deck was favored, okay. which is very unusual. I mean, normally you get a sense pretty quickly. When you have like really swingy effects like Marvel, for instance, um, where there's the variance in like, well, do you draw the energy with it? Then do you hit on it? Like you'll have a game, a set where they'll, they'll turn for Marvel five games in a row and you'll just, you'll feel like you can never beat them. And you'll have a set where they just never draw Marvel and you just 10-0 them. Right. So it's a really weird format. I have no idea what the right deck to play is. I think Marty's a perfectly useful choice. I think Marvel's defensible, Zombies, uh, any of the big decks, I think, are, are, are perfectly useful for this format. So, for Amaket Limited, what's your big overall take on it? Good format, bad format, fast format, slow format? Yeah, I, I think it's it's an okay format. Um, I will say this. I don't think it's it's maybe in a great format on paper, but after 50 drafts, which is the most I've drafted the set in a long time, since you came out of Magic Online so early, I yep. started drafting really early. I'm still I still had fun, which is so strange. I think it's actually a bad format in that red and white are so good and so much better than the other colors, and they're so aggressively slanted that like a lot of the games snowball very quickly. And you just get you get run over, right? Um, and so I'm surprised. That's not, also just not really my style. So I'm surprised that I've still been enjoying drafting it. Um, I wish that there was maybe a few less bombs, you know, like Glorybringer and, and uh, Glorybringer and Arch and Arch Fiend, the demon, the yeah. black demon, were both mythic. Uh, I think that would do a huge thing for them. Yeah, if they were both mythic, that would definitely help. Because they're like they're just so much better than all the other rares. Yeah. Um, those are only two I think that are a little bit, but like whatever. They're still just four types of creatures. Thank, thank goodness they made them four toughness <laughs> and they put electrify in the set. Yes. So you have ways to kill them. They have final reward. Yeah. I think it's almost a, a really good format. I, I and. I'm still having fun with it. Uh, are there any masterpieces you should take over Glorybringer? Um, <laughs> we <laughs> went through the list last night. We debated Consecrated Sphinx, but it's blue, which is just so bad. Okay. I think you can't take it. Um, I'm trying to remember what else is, what other... Oh, Attrition. Okay. Attrition is just unbeatable. Uh, Attrition and Worship are both unbeatable. Okay. Uh, with my Wrath of God been a Worship? <laughs> oh, man. I, so I, should be, oh, I should be upset I got the wrong white, <laughs> the wrong white masterpiece. I didn't really I mean, unlucky until Because you could also have Austere Command. Sure. Which would also have been nice, but... Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Portrait didn't go very well for you. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, appreciate that. I'm standing here with Marcio Carvalho. Marcio, I understand that this Portrait didn't really go your way. Yeah, I, I had some tough breaks, but it happened, so... Uh, how'd you prepare for the limited portion of this event? Uh, I draft a lot on Magic Online, and then uh, discuss with uh, the team the picks about uh, the colors, pre preparations, and then we draft a little more, and that was it. Uh, what, is, what was your big feel on this format? Fast or slow? Would you draft it again, uh, for, aside from coming up for like an upcoming GP or something? Yeah, I think it's pretty fast, this format. Uh, the best decks are aggressive, so you you want to be aggressive as, as you can. Okay. Um, are there any masterpieces you would take over Glorybringer? Or is that just the best card to open bar none? 
Maybe Consecrated Sphinx. Okay. But I think Warbringer is still better. So. Okay. Um, so, what deck did you bring for standard? Uh, Mardu vehicles. Mardu vehicles. Yeah. Um, and I take it didn't go very well this weekend. Yeah, I I knew the zombies matchup wasn't that great, and then I played three, so <laughs> that does tend to be a not great turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything you'd change coming into this pro tour, or would you sleeve up the same seventy-five? If I don't sleeve up the same deck, maybe I should have played like. Bull Red Control or Marvel. Okay. Alright, thank you very much, Marcia. Thank you. John here sitting down with Patrick Chapin at the end of a long day one. Patrick, how'd your day one end up? I uh, ended up at 4 and 4. Would have had a, uh, a draw, but just uh, scooped. Um, the draw is super bad from here anyway, so. But uh, dead even, 4 4. How'd you do in Limited? 2 and 1. 2 and 1, what'd you draft? Uh, black, red, aggro. Okay. Would you recommend it for other people to draft, or...? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, why not? I, I haven't really uh, drafted this format before. Um, kind of just pick some cards that uh, kill creatures and uh, some prowess so that the creatures got bigger. Basically, I actually had a shocking number of soul scar mages for a draft deck. <laughs> really? Yeah. Does it be the triple prepare to fight deck from the GP? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't faced that matchup yet. But. Uh, what'd you bring for standard? Uh, blue red control. Blue red control. How do you feel that deck faces in the metagame right now? Uh, it's okay. I guess I'm not totally sure how the metagame ended up shaking out. It looks an awful lot like what was expected, so I think it's a good choice. Um, I uh, I played against a pretty good variety. I played against a Mardu deck, a Blue White Spirits deck, um, a Bant Aetherworks deck, a Teamer Aetherworks deck, a Sultai Aetherworks deck, and uh, so you're telling me you saw a lot of Marvel today. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, a pretty good mix of of different strategies. But most of the stuff that was expected from Magic Online. Okay. Uh, would you change the deck you registered today, or would you stick with Blue Red Control? Uh, I'd still play Blue Red Control. Uh, I might. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I would not play Kefnet in the sideboard. Okay. But that I think is probably the only change I'd make. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Patrick. All right. Awesome. Jonathan here with Corey Burkhart of Team Channel Fireball Fire. One of the harder names to say. <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister. A bit of a tongue twister. Uh, what's your role on on Channel Fireball Fire? So for the most part, I'm one of the control players. I'm usually there to if there's a good control deck, find it. Um, but moreover, for this PT, we teamed up with Team Mutiny as we did before the past. We used to be Team Ultra Pro before right. CFB Fire, and uh, Mutiny became the two teams for the team series. Um, I was put in charge of basically constructed analysis, so I did the overview, sort of transitioning of what the format looked like because we had access to a, another week of Moto results because the set was put online earlier. I basically tried to do the timeline history of what decks looked like to what they end up as, so we could look at individual card choices and we wouldn't be shocked by people showing up with, oh no, they played that card, and it's like, well, we didn't see that coming. Were there any decks that did surprise you, or was New Perspectives like the hottest thing on Magic Online that we saw here? For the most part, we weren't surprised by anything. So for me, I feel like I did a pretty reasonable job. Like maybe there are individual card choices we missed, and we didn't think that someone was playing like Demon of Dark schemes maybe in their Soul Time Marvelous. But most of this is stuff that we've seen before. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a resounding success <laughs> from my side, even if the tournament didn't go so well for me. So you say you're the control specialist. Are you playing? Did you play a control deck here? Yes, I played as a control this weekend. Unfortunately, did very poorly with it. I went one and four. Uh, not great. Yeah, not great at all. De definitely 20% is very, very bad relative to what I prefer. But 
uh, I mean, I still enjoy the deck. I still think the deck's a blast. If I were going to Montreal next weekend, I would certainly play it. And, I mean, there's a Mox quarterly coming up this weekend, but, I mean, there's another $1,500 on the line. There you go. I might be battling with it this weekend. Um... Bad, is it just not great against like zombies, or was it a bunch of the Marvel decks? So the Marvel decks are like the reason to play the deck. Right. Um, we thought Marvel would be a little less popular than it was. We didn't think it'd be twenty five percent of the field. I think it's exactly twenty four, uh, tied with Marty for the most popular deck. But I mean, I, I believe that you have a good Marty matchup because game one's pretty favorable for you. Games two and three are, I mean, a bit trickier because they just have a bunch more planeswalkers and still have their very aggressive starts. Uh, great Marvel matchup. Uh, the Zombies matchup is pretty difficult, winnable, certainly. Um, for that reason, I played like a Brutal Expulsion in my main deck, along with two Sweltering Suns. And it's also just one of those decks that if people are just going to play random cards, counterspells are, you know, catch-all answers. And if you get out ahead of them and your answers line up, it's really, really tricky to beat Pull for Namaro and Torrential Gear Hole. And we have good counterspells again. Yeah, Sensor for one is just out of control. I think that card's just fantastic. I mean... It's not Dissolve, but Void Shatter and Disallow are both quite powerful answers. Um, we played five copies across our 75 this weekend. Okay. Um, but yeah, in all, there's a ton of counterspells. I mean, I think we came up with, we were playing 17 or 18 in our, our starting lot. 60, and it's like, that's not <laughs> probably a great place to be, but yeah, the deck's really fun, and I really recommend it if someone wants to battle with it. I know that I was playing Grixis Control in the last standard, and I've already got a, UR, a blue-red deck sleeved up, ready to go for whenever I go to my standard events. Um, so, Limited, what were your team's thoughts on the overall Amaket Limited format? So, for the most part, we all agreed it was very aggressive. Like, you want to be the one applying pressure, dictating the pace of the game. Uh, if you have your opponent on the back foot, like, there's no real burn spells in the format. You're not going to get lava axed out of nowhere. But if you're the one dictating the flow, the exert creatures allow you to apply so much pressure that getting out to an early life total lead without uh, sacrificing a large board presence allows you to hold your opponent back so they can't start moving along their game plan without some sort of bomb there. There are, you know, a large number of, you know, very, very powerful rares and mythic rares in the format, but they're easily compatible by the aggressive decks if you're willing to trade uh, sort of long game stability for early game tempo. So most of our analysis of the format was white is great. It has most of the great early creatures. We put white as the best color, and then closely thereafter we had red and green both pretty close as we liked all the exert combinations of red, green, white, green, yeah. uh, white, red. Uh, we had black as the worst colors. There weren't just many awesome commons, but we did identify that Cartouche of Ambition is the reason to be black. Like, right. This is the way you beat the aggro decks. You have Festering Mum, you have Cartouche of Ambition, Splendid Agony. Final Reward is a great card. But that's it's not five mana. It's five mana that doesn't line up against these aggressive strategies. I had someone ask me, um, "Is it okay to play six final wars?" I'm like, mm, "I don't know. That feels like it's too many." I mean, if we were playing <laughs> almost any other format other than Zendikar or Magic Origins, I would snap say, "Yeah, put every single copy you drafted <laughs> into your deck. Five five mana, kill any creature, do it." All right. And in this format, a little slow. I don't know. Maybe maybe three or four is the cap. Like, yeah. Hey, Certainly, I'd be ready to board them in at a moment's notice against like a green deck that doesn't have a scale behemoth. But yeah, I don't know. This format, I, I believe that you're rewarded for the player dictating the pace of the game, as it allows you to set up points later down the future where you can just swarm your opponent out. Okay. Are there any masterpieces you should take over Glorybringer? Ooh, that's a good question. There's a few on my list, but I'd like to hear your opinion. Oh, so, Austere Command and Wrath of God come to mind. I don't think that you're supposed to take Austere Command. Wrath of God's probably pretty close. 
I'm obviously really biased and want to take her <laughs> Can't imagine why. Um, goodness, what are some of the other ones? There's Vindicate, Maelstrom Holes. I don't think uh, you want to take those. Concentrated Sphinx? Oh, God. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll give you, uh, I would take Concentrated Sphinx over Warrior. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, it would just hurt me too much to know that I passed a Concentrated Sphinx. Right. Well, Court, thank you for your time. Of course, thank you very much for having me. John here with Paul Chion. Paul, it's day two. I notice you're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am not. Uh, day one went a little rough for me. Uh, one two my draft, and then I had a 3-4 record and lost my last round to make mm. it to day two, unfortunately. What do you think of the limited format? Uh, one word, aggressive. Um, I think just kind of the existence of emerge, not emerge, uh, exert. exert being a thing just makes it so that it's really hard to block. Okay. So I think everybody wants to be proactive. You need to make sure you have a you know a bunch of two drops and, and be aggressive. Because again, even a card like Dune Beetle, two mana, one four, you're like, oh, that's a great blocker. Literally everything attacks through it. So uh, yeah, you just really want to be aggressive. I think I've pushed that a little too far. Um, our team in the limited meeting just really, everybody really wanted to be aggressive. And in my mind, that just kind of made me take more aggressive cards when you know, I knew that certain cards were maybe a little more powerful, and without having drafted like super aggressive archetypes frequently, I think that ended up probably costing me in the draft. Um, and it's obviously on me just because I didn't have enough practice practice with the archetype. Uh, what did you play for Sander? We know you're a big control guy. Well, that's uh, <laughs> if you were to guess. Yes, I played blue red control and uh, spent a lot of time actually playing that online and was doing really really well with it. Um, and I kind of settled on a list that I was really happy with. I lost a few decks that I thought were good matchups, and then at the end, uh, you know, I think I just kind of, I just, I just lost. There was no like big excuses as to whether or not I won or lost. You know, there were just some games where my opponent resolved the threat, and uh, that is kind of one of the issues when you do play the blue red deck. Is it is a good deck, especially when you curve out and you can kill something, counter something, counter something, draw a card, but not all games line up that way. Sometimes you're holding a negate and they play a big creature, etc. So that is one of the weaknesses with the deck. If your opponents do manage to resolve kind of a big threat, like a Planeswalker or a Bristling Hydra, sometimes you're just going to lose. What's the worst matchup for it? Um, the worst matchup for it... I, You know, I actually think the deck has reasonable matchups against uh, across the field. I think maybe one of the bad matchups could be like an energy-aggressive deck like Black Green, or teamer um, with access to blossoming defense, uh, and and also like if they're, if you're teamer, for example, you have access to dispels and negates as well, because it, you're you can kind of protect your creatures. And also the energy aggressive decks play um, green belt rampager, which is a one mana three four, and most of our removal just lines up very poorly against that. We're playing magma sprays and harness lightnings. Yeah. So unless I go ether hub. Uh, turn two, I can't really harness lightning and kill uh, a green belt rampager. So I would say that's probably the worst matchup. Fortunately, that's not really a, a huge part of the metagame. Would you sleeve up blue red again today, knowing what you knew now? Yes, I, I still feel good about it, and I'm going to go home and, <laughs> and, and play it a bunch more just because I love playing that deck. Um, I think I'd probably go up to 27 lands uh, and maybe add one or two cycling lands um, because I did definitely have some mana issues when I was playing the tournament. All right, thanks, Paul. Yeah, not a problem. All right, I'm sitting here with Martin Yuza. Martin, how's your approach going so far? Hi, I'm 8 and 5. Not great, but it could be worse, so it's all right. Uh, coming into the approach, you were at the first place for the Draftmaster qualification for the Worlds. Uh, what do you feel about this draft format, and how do you feel playing it? Uh, I'm normally a big fan of aggressive formats, but I don't actually like this one. I feel like the red and white creatures with Exert are just so much better than everything else. 
red and white also. Like white is also like super deep. Like white basically has as many playables as all the other colors combined. So I would rather have like a medium boros deck that is always gonna go two one because there's a lot of two drops. Like your curve is always fine. Like there's a lot of tricks to play. Uh, I would rather have that than one of the Sultai colors decks because those decks have like a very high fail rate of coming together. Like you can have like a really good you know blue red deck with all the cycling stuff like Enigma Drakes whatever. But if you're not gonna get Magma Sprays, then you will always lose to stuff like Tapper from the white decks that just are so much faster than you. And then like a, a simple Tapper will be able to get you know both of your Enigma Drakes out of out of combat, and that's just that's just how I feel. Okay. Uh, what did you what did you and your team bring for standard? Yeah, nothing nothing you know super exciting. We're just playing zombies. Some of us are on blue red control. Um, Andrew played Marvel and Sam Black is uh, Matsura played Mardu vehicles and those are the guys that like, usually play these decks like at every tournament. Yeah. So that that makes sense for them. And Sam Black is like playing like a pretty cool tokens. Like I'm not even sure myself <laughs> what he's really doing because like there are probably like three people in the entire hall that understand <laughs> what, what what is going on. And that he just like goes wide like a bunch of tokens. Like he's playing the four mana enchantment that whenever. <laughs> Whenever like a token comes to play, you make another one or like glue oh, an extra one, and then like there is like uh, the black white enchantment from the previous draft format. When something dies, you yeah uh, uh, hidden stockpile hidden stockpile like yeah. There's like a million things <laughs> going on, and then, then he just ends up with like a huge board. He also gains life with no interpreter, so like, okay. he has a pretty cool deck. But right. other than that, we're just you know on zombies and all right. That's well, good luck in the rest of the pro tour. Thank you. John here with Luis Scott Vargas. LSV, how's the pro tour been going so far? Uh, it's been going pretty well. We're seeing a lot of uh, Etherworks Marble, but uh, a lot of zombies too, and a couple other decks. Uh, is Marble one of those cards that see that's a lot of fun, but is kind of problematic competitively, or as a commentator, is it just you know one of those sweet decks of the format? It would be sweet if it was uh, played at a slightly lower rate. It, it, it is a fun card to watch, and it does lead to some exciting gameplay moments. But when you're seeing a Marvel deck in every round, eh, that's it's a little bit more than I would prefer. Uh, what would you play if you were going to play in the Pro Tour today? I would have played Blue-Red Control, which did not fare well, so maybe that would have been a bad choice. <laughs> I guess it would have been the fun deck, though. Well, I, no, I thought it was good. It okay. just didn't do well, That's unfortunately. <laughs> um, last week on Limited Resources, you said this, this format wasn't shaping up to how you saw it originally. What are your, format, what are your thoughts on the Limited format now? Uh, it is a little bit more aggressive than I suspected. Uh, people are putting a lot of Slither Blades and Sacred Cats into their deck. <laughs> But I, I'm curious how it actually ends up panning out, because the format at the Pro Tour is not really representative of the format as a whole necessarily, though it, it can be. I, I think that the beatdown is a little better than, than I thought, though, uh, again, I'm still not 100% sure. All right, thanks. John here standing with Pro Tour champion Jerry Thompson. Jerry, how does that sound? Oh, man, it doesn't sound real. <laughs> it just sounds made up. I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe it'll set in in a couple hours. I don't know. So you've had two Pro Tour top aces in your first championship. You, play, you won with Mono Black Zombies. What brought you to the deck? Uh, I was doing really well on Magic Online, and generally I try and work with everything, you know, at least understand the deck a little bit so I can help fight it with something else, you know? And then I played some with this deck, my team did as well, and we all just decided, like, hey, this, this seems pretty good. Like, it doesn't look like much. It's just, like, a pile of creatures and some removal spells, right? But yeah. it's, it is very, very powerful, very consistent, like, you know, 22 basic lands in the mana base, uh, and the sideboard was good enough. So, yeah, it, it seemed kind of like a level zero deck where, like, everyone would expect it, but it seemed like it was mostly unrespected. In the finals you played against Yuya Watanabe, was it scarier facing Yuya or facing Team or Marvel? 
Oh, Yuya. That's that's not even close. Yeah, I don't care what the matchup is. Like, if I'm playing against Yuya, I think I'm going to lose, you know? Yeah. Um, well, congratulations, and we look forward to seeing you at the World Championships this year. Thank you. Once again, I want to give a big thanks to all the pros that agreed to sit down, especially Corey Burkhart, Luis Scott Vargas, and Jerry Thompson. I know that he was a very happy person at the end of that tournament. Again, if you want to hear more from the Pro Tour, make sure you give us a follow at Eyes on the Mize on Twitter. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at JWiley129. And if you want to find Ian, you can find him at DixonIJ. Thanks to you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Mm-hmm.